I may do something weird. Really? You shock me. Uh, yeah, just run with it. That's all I'm going to say. That's, that's my slogan since starting this podcast. <laughs> Bum, slum, slum. Slum Gullion, we've got season two of the Slum Gullion, Jeff and Scott's girl host the Slum Gullion, I still don't know what that word means. Hello, good evening, afternoon, morning, and welcome to the Gum Sullion, America's only podcast. I am Jeff, three hours behind me is Scott, and today we are looking at the multiverse to traveling insane film everything everywhere all at once starting michelle yo and in a, and in an amazing return short round kihoi kwan is back and scott i believe you have had your own little adventure didn't you this adventure didn't you well clearly i've fallen into the wrong universe hang on a second i need to urinate on a hedgehog so i can move on there okay so what was the problem that you had going through this guy? I heard some really weird teeth. You wouldn't tell me anything. You just said there was a weird adventure getting it. To the oh, I was just I was just bitching, bitching, bitching. And I will continue to do so, but only briefly. So let me just get this off my chest. Yes, I desperately wanted to see this movie. I've been looking forward to it ever since I first saw the trailer. So it's been a matter of many months. And of course, it didn't come to the benighted little desert outpost where we live now. So... I had to wait and wait and wait. I'm used to that. 20 years in Hollywood, we got everything first. So this was an exercise in humility, and I failed. Finally, it opened wide, and I went to one of the nicer theaters in the area and got there quite early because I didn't want to take a chance of not getting a ticket. Sat in the theater, watched it slowly fill up with people, and watched the time tick by. Eventually, after about 10 minutes, people started going, uh, wasn't the movie supposed to start? Are we in the right theater? What's going on? People wandered out, tried to find a manager. 20 minutes go by, half an hour goes by. Finally, I just say, okay, I can take a hint. I went down to the lobby, but there was a huge line of people at the box office trying to get tickets. I stood there for about 10 minutes. I go, you know what? Maybe they'd started the movie. Went back to the theater. Nope, everyone was still befuddled and pissed. So I went back to the lobby, stood in the line again. 10 minutes later, finally talked to a manager. She said, well, what's the problem? Why do you want a refund? I said, well, because the movie never started. Oh, we just got that started. I'm like, yeah, that's, it's too late. I'm pissed and I will not enjoy the film or be able to judge it on its own merits because I'm judging you, lady. These are my judgy eyes. I have them in my head specifically for this experience. Oh, shit, you did the judgly eyes. Okay. I did. I I did. It involves putting giant googly eyes on my glasses. It's not pleasant, and you don't want to be on the receiving end of it. I'm just warning all of you right now. But it's really intense spank bank material. Just saying. (laughs) Continue. To quote you, I've learned my new thing today. (laughs) So tried to go to another theater, sold out. But, all right, I'll just buy the ticket online. Next day I came by. Try to buy the ticket. Nope, sold out. Okay, well, this is obviously a legitimate phenomenon. Don't be mad. Try to be happy for them and just wait it out. Monday came, same thing. Couldn't get a ticket. Tuesday came. I go, all right, I'm going to go to the not-so-nice but much larger, older theater in the middle of downtown. See it there because I'm certain I can get a seat. Got there 45 minutes early. Got the ticket. Sat in the theater. I was absolutely alone, waited, waited. Finally, someone drizzled in, sat down, 
got up, left, never saw him again. Okay. Ultimately, when the movie started, there was me and three other people in the theater. For the movie, I could not get in to see anywhere in town. So um, that peeved me, but whatever. The fact is, I got to see it. I finally saw it in a huge theater in the middle of the day with three other people in total deathly silence. Except That's for one, awesome. one idiot cackling like a hyena throughout the whole film. I was that idiot. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, I, th- there was some giddy laughter coming from me as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was, I was having the time of my life. Apparently, I was, I was the only one having any kind of time. Because everyone else, total, deathly silence. It's like, okay, did they make a wrong turn? Did they miss the mortuary that's two blocks down and one block over? Because it seems like they're sitting Shiva while I'm having the time of my life. Feel bad for them. Yeah, now I would, I would like to say, I'm going to say this ahead of time, I would like to kind of keep this relatively brief, only for one major reason. Because you can't talk about this at all without spoiling it. And I don't want to spoil this movie. <laughs> you know what? Usually I'm the one fighting against that. But in this case, I, I kind of have to agree for two reasons. One, because if a film really deserves to keep its secrets, it's this one. And two, I don't even know how to explain what I saw. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I could spoil this if I wanted to. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I admit, unlike you, I have been a fan of the Daniels for a while. I actually did enjoy Swiss Army Man. I know that's a hard pass for you. It is, and th- that's that's a sad comment on me, but I know myself. I, everything I've heard about it says it's great, but I don't know. I just, something says stay away. I was not shaming, just just, just stating. I, I, I was a fan, so when I heard that they were doing a new movie, I was like, all right. And then when I found out that it was a new movie with Michelle Yeoh, I was like, oh. And then when I found out that it was a new movie with Michelle Yeoh and Ki Hoi Kwan about the multiverse, that was when I was like, oh, my God, put this in my eye holes. That trailer, I, I don't think I've been that excited for a trailer in forever. No, I mean, the trailer itself was a work of art. I mean, just the first thing you see, you know, the frumpy Jamie Lee Curtis for that shot alone. I was yeah. just like, I, I am so confused right now, but, but, but I am on board with this. So yeah, I, I've been waiting. I've been waiting for this puppy equally as, as long as you. And this is definitely uh, my favorite film in years. Mm. Um, this is this is jumps to all of the lists. I know some people are saying they think it could be shorter. Um, I don't. <laughs> Much like the Batman, I did not feel the runtime at all. I thought everything in the film either needed or should be there. <laughs> I think there's only one moment when, having heard that criticism, that some people think it's a little too long. At no point did I agree with that until toward the very end. Because each word in the title is the title of its own section. So first thing is you know, <laughs> everything, and part two, everywhere, and then part three, all at once. You're going, wow, okay, so we got another half an hour to go. I'm here for it. Bring it on. But no, they faked us out. It was really just an epilogue. So they, uh, they Quinn martin us. <laughs> And there is nothing wrong with being Quinn Martin. I would rather be Quinn Martin, I think, than be be impaled 
asswise on an IRS performance trophy, all of which appear to have been supplied by Dr. Johnson or whatever the name of that sex toy company is. <laughs> but okay, so you had heard me you had heard me babbling about this film. I gave my oh my god, this thing is incredible. So seriously, Scott, I I I, I want you to hear your thoughts as non spoilery as possible. I mean throw out something random about the film, man. This film shouldn't be able to exist, at least not in our reality. Now, it fools the eye because you think, because so much is happening, and to borrow a phrase from Alan J. Lerner, the eye is continually refreshed by weird and different things. And if it's not a lavish thing that you're looking at, it is a confusing thing, which forces you to engage your brain to try to figure out, what am I looking at? Am I really looking at that? I can't be looking at that. And uh, creates every bit as much awe as, you know, seeing the, the Colosseum and Gladiator. Which, by the way, if you've seen that lately, that CGI looks terrible. The hilarious thing about this movie is because it feels so epic, it's literally universe-spanning. But most of it takes place in a coin-op laundry or an IRS office in Reseda. <laughs> You know, it doesn't really travel very far, except it travels everywhere all at once. So it's a bafflingly expensive seeming, but probably pretty cheap movie. And I never knew that I desperately wanted to see a Kung Fu security guard with his nether region out, slightly pixelated, doing an anime slow motion leap and scream as he attempts to impale himself on an IRS performance trophy. <laughs> and yet when it happened, I realized only then had I been waiting my whole life for this moment. And it did not disappoint. There were many things in this that, 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 that did not disappoint. I mean, just just the cast alone. I mean, again, uh, Keely Kwan, I hope I'm saying his name right. I'm so glad he's back. Yes, I thought, oh, he's one of those kid actors who just said, yeah, this, I don't want to do this. I walked away from it. But he was still in the business. He was working behind the scenes and as a stunt coordinator. And by the way, his own martial arts prowess was pretty damn good. The, the thing with the fanny pack. I was reading, <laughs> reading an interview and he took that home. It was like Viggo Mortensen with the sword in Lord of the Rings. He basically, okay. you know, took it home, slept with it, worked with it. Someone was saying, you know, he goes from this very whiny, very nerdy character to this, you know, cool James Bondian figure this Wong Kar Wai figure of romance in the suit, smoking a cigarette. And this is such a sad commentary on how badly Asians have been served by the American entertainment industry. I mean, we have probably more Asians in our industry than anywhere outside of Asia. And only now are any of these enormously talented people getting anything like the kind of roles they deserve. And as you said, I mean, just, just Michelle Yeoh, I... <laughs> As a, as a Michelle Yeoh fan from the 80s. No, well, the 90s at least. Wasn't her old trio 80s? Late, like late 80s? Might have been. I, it's, I'm, I'm a little... It's, it's been so long. I used to have all these films on bootleg VHSs. Where, no, Heroic Trio was 93, so... Yeah, I thought so. I, th I think the first one was Yes, Madam, and that might have been like 89. 85, yes, okay. The first movie I saw her in was Yes, Madam. 1985 Hong Kong action film directed by Corey Yoon. There's another 
genius who needs to get the acclaim he deserves. Because again, these these things sort of made it around the, the gray market in the late 80s. That's how I saw Jackie Chan the first time and Sammo Hung. The 70s films, a lot of those I saw actually in Times Square because those things were played to death on 42nd Street. Five Fingers of Death, the Five Deadly Venoms, Master of the Flying Guillotine, all those things. They played at the Liberty every single week. There was some Kung Fu triple bill somewhere up and down the deuce. So I, had, I developed a real taste for it. Harder to sate that Jones when I moved back to California. But there were certain little mom and pop video stores in Asian areas where you could buy what I assume were bootlegs of the films. Horribly, horribly dubbed. Or even more hilariously subtitled. Like someone for whom English was not even like a fifth language. And for me, that was part of their charm. Actually, when they brought over, I think, Police Story. Not, not Rumble in the Bronx. Rumble in the Bronx. Oh. Rumble in the Bronx. That was one of the first ones that they made in Hong Kong, imported to the U.S. It was sort of a step down. I, I, I sort of liked the unintentional comedy of the bad subtitles. But, you know, you can't have everything. And, and unfortunately, with the Jackie Chan movie, you don't even read the subtitles for most of it because there's too much action happening. You have no time to read. Speaking of Jackie Chan, a little bit of news for you. Jackie Chan was originally the original idea for the main character in Everything Everywhere All at Once. That's what I heard. And that uh, I, I heard variously that they couldn't meet his price, which certainly is conceivable because it was not a big budget picture. Or they just got the idea of gender flipping it when they were dealing with some story problems and trying to make the relationships work. That is that is what I read. That that's that's the piece I read. Apparently, Michelle Yeoh was always was always in the cast, but she was going to be the wife. Basically, yeah, going to play the key my Quan character. I mean, both of those things can be true. They kind of gently put out feelers about Jackie Chan's availability while they were writing, heard how much it was going to cost, and then decided to go another way because of that, and suddenly found it opened up. So many narrative possibilities that they'd never conceived of before, which which is one of the things that can happen when you gender flip. So, just I, 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 okay. So this is this is this is one of those weird things where we both really, really, really like something. We both want to say, "God, this is awesome," but we don't want to blow it for you folks. Go see the movie. <laughs> just, 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 just go see the film. I mean, like I said, uh, when I saw it, there was like maybe three other people in the theater. You said there was no one in the theater. I, I mean, if you see it at the right time, if you're worried about things, you might be able to find a time. Or hell, if you have to wait to stream it, wait to stream it. But just see, see this movie. I second this. If you can go see it in a theater, absolutely do, because that makes a very different impression on the powers that be in Hollywood. If it does really well, especially when we're still fighting the effects of COVID on the industry, that may allow these guys to make their next movie a little more easily. And I would certainly like to see that. I mean, I realize they're they're the film of the moment and everyone's talking about them. But, you know, we have very short attention spans and people will forget. Right now, while the iron is hot, I urge you to strike because you very likely have never seen anything quite like this. And you'll hate yourself if you miss it. And if you have seen something like this, uh, please let us know. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> what films you've seen, because we would love to see them. If this was a genre of film, I would be its biggest exponent. Yeah. But seriously, Scott, didn't this movie blow your fucking mind? It absolutely did. And, and when it does come out on streaming, 
feel like I've got to get lay my hands on it. And we should just do a complete colonoscopy of the film from beginning to end once it no longer matters as far as spoilers is concerned. I would be fine with that. Okay. I think we really should revisit it. I would be absolutely fine with that one. Just I remember as I was as I was watching Especially like yeah, the butt plugs and any of the stuff I'm saying you're going, I cannot believe that I am watching this on a film and this is fucking amazing. This is on a movie screen, I'm sitting in a theater. This is actually happening. When the guy was, you know, had no pants on, just the top of that uniform, pixelated butthole doing literally a, a, a move from any anime. Ah, slow motion, just that's uh, I, hmm. I mean, that was even better than when she had the the bloodied silicone dildos and was using them as tonfa. <laughs> like, but like you can see why. Obviously, you can see why this movie made me so happy. <laughs> oh yeah, no, this is this clearly is a movie that was made for you. I mean, come on, just, 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 just Jamie Lee Curtis punching directly into the camera. <laughs> yeah, and that horrible wig they gave her was perfect. It was. It was. She looked great. She looked, yes, she she looked horrible, which means she looked great. <laughs> but it was perfect. Yeah, it took me a second. Matt Hole, I just, 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 oh, my God, Michelle Yeoh. Oh, mm. And I've been, I have been a fan for many, many years as well. But this film, this just, this just, oh, this movie would have been nothing without her. Oh God, no! I mean, it's it it would not have worked with Jackie Chan at all. I don't think it would have worked. I don't think it would have. Yeah, it just wouldn't have. It wouldn't have had the pathos. And I don't know that you would have been as invested in the relationship between her and the various Waymans. Mm-mm. No, I mean Jackie. Jackie Chan is a personality. He is. Michelle Yeoh is an actress. <laughs> I don't mean that to slam against. Jackie I know, Chan. no, I know, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I mean, he, he to a certain extent, he he cultivated a, a kind of hyper real performance style to sell the action and the comedy. I mean, his 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 influences were silent film comedians, and mm-hmm. you know that shows. And hers was dance, was ballet. So she she's much more fluent in her motions. In, in her movements, in the way she conveys information with her face and her eyes and her body. Uh, Jackie Chan was more, this is just like Buster Keaton, which is great because I love Buster Keaton and, the, and I bow to no one as, as a bigger Jackie Chan fan than me. But for this weird film, which seems like it only exists through a quirk of fate, like a weird stroke of luck, because everything was was against this movie working in any way, and it works in every way, everywhere, all at once. <laughs> I the entire time I'm just like I cannot believe this is happening. I cannot believe I am actually watching something like this. Normally, this is the type of film that you would find in the video store. Oh yeah, days. This is something you would have found at the video store. That, you on the lease walls. Where did this come from? Yeah, or or. In my case, the Hollywood Video Store on La Brea and Sunset, you would have gone, as I did, the staff recommendation shelf, mm-hmm. which was pretty small, but they were allowed to put really, pretty much anything they wanted there that wasn't outright porn. And I would have looked at this. I wouldn't have heard about it because, you know, 
There was no YouTube, so where would I have seen the trailer? And I was said, what the hell is this? Thought about it, eh, and it would have depended on how strong the reaction was. You know, Sasha says this is the craziest film she's ever seen. I, I might have taken a chance on it, and then it would have become one of those things like where you see a band in some toilet somewhere, and they're the greatest thing ever, and they become like your personal property. And yep. then, then you're you're bitterly disappointed when they get a record deal and, and they that the one song you thought was kinda too poppy becomes the big hit and everyone thinks that they're this bubblegum band. No, no, man, they've got balls. You should have seen them playing in this toilet downtown. Eh, yeah. It's sad. It's just sad. Sad. I worked for Hollywood video and Blockbuster. Ah. I worked at Hollywood before it got bought out by Blockbuster. <laughs> oh, is that what happened? Okay. Yes. And um, I, I spent three years working at Blockbuster at three different stores. Oh. They kept sending me to the stores with the lowest customer service rating. <laughs> um, as punishment or did they look upon you as the resurrection specialist? You were Jesus to their Lazarus well, franchise? When I, when I left each store, they had the highest customer service rating. Okay. So you you vastly expanded the the triple X section behind that uh, shower curtain. <laughs> no, not a blockbuster. There was no porn at blockbuster. Remember that it was Hollywood had the porn. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So no, the one thing the blockbuster let me like they they let me. I got I didn't just get shelves. I got whole walls. Oh, I was such a fucking popular person. I had customers follow me from from store to store, <laughs> specifically for movie recommendations. Wow. Yeah, no, my, my I loved working at a video store. I was the shit. <laughs> All no ego aside, I was the shit. You and um, Tarantino, but I wasn't as much of an asshole. <laughs> right. And here's the thing: even though shit comes from the asshole, you can be the shit without being an asshole. Exactly. This is actually this is the last thing that I want to say about the film. I told you this one was going to be short. Oh, man, <laughs> this is the thing that I. What I really want to say about this, it's very rare that there are films that I feel are like made for me. That I was like, okay, everybody who was involved in this film, you, you, you channeled into my brain and you gave me exactly what I want. It has happened a couple of times. Buck Ruban's Eye is one of them. Hmm. Was that the first one? Buck Ruban, yeah, they've only done one. No, no, I'm sorry. Was that oh. the first film that had that effect on you? Oh. Seeing it in the theaters, yes. Okay, I would have, I would have thought you'd say Star Wars. I, oh, oh that, that was a completely different thing. I mean, remember when I saw Star Wars? I was for the first time. I was seven. That just worked mm. the way I. <laughs> I'm talking about being a more cinematic person, knowing more. Gotcha. Star Wars was a pure emotional, like cathartic thing. With Buckaroo Bonds, I was like, okay, you delved into my sense of humor. You, you, you this is this is what makes me me. I can also say the first time um, when I saw it on TV, the. Um, this is going to sound so weird, but it's true. Uh, Corman's the Raven. Really? I adore that film. I watch it every couple of months, actually. I can, I can, I can quote that film. I adore it. That took, like, for me, that was like, I'd seen a lot of the Corman films ahead of time, the Corman Poe films, before I saw the Raven's last, not really the last one I saw, but I'd seen, I'd, I'd seen Mask of the Red Death, and um, a lot of the Vincent Price ones, and I heard about the comedy Poe film. And I'm like, okay. And one day it was on the uh, Saturday afternoon horror movie host. And yeah, I sat there the entire time with just the, the giddy, a, a, a giddy smile on my face and kind of giggling every so often. And this one, 
I I sat there this entire film E E E A A A E E E A A L. <laughs> Sorry, I was trying to be all. You were uh, trying to hashtag it. It didn't work. Yes, I was trying to hashtag with it. I just didn't know what it was. But no, just big big smile on my face. Just as you said, there there, there was giggling. There was giggling. There was a, one of my buddies that I went with did actually tell me to uh, <laughs> to shut up. Yes, he's went because I was apparently laughing a little bit too much. Uh, all I'm going to say is the hot dogs. Ah, uh, yes, which were which were hilarious and then tragic and then kind of touching. Yeah, and that's the thing. There's there there is emotion to this film. Oh as, hell yes, there is. I mean, as weird as this film is, there is like genuine heart to it. The fact that they based the setting, so to speak, on Daniel Kwan's family's laundromat. It just it, it had so much weird kitchen sink verisimilitude at times. And, you know, then people are peeing themselves and jumping universes. So it was it was a mix of tones that should have in no way worked. And instead, it's like, oh, no, this has got to be the new tone mixing paradigm. Everyone's got to do this from now on. Otherwise, you're just going to be left far behind. You have one of those weird, old-fashioned, single-tone movies. Come on, pick up the pace, man. We're, we're doing five, six, ten t- different tones at a time. And this, this actually gives me a little hope for Rockridge. <laughs> it, it should, actually, because Rockridge has a, a similar fearlessness or indifference, I'm not sure which, to it. I like both. I'll take both. Okay. And this film shows that that can work. You know, if you've got enough balls and talent, you can pull it off, as they, they certainly did. Two more words of praise. James Hong. Oh, I, I thought, oh, he's just, I don't think I've ever seen a, a film uh, appearance by James Hong where he only speaks Chinese. That's interesting. And then, of course, you get through the movie, you know, halfway in and... That's not the case because nothing nothing you immediately assume about this movie turns out to be even remotely true. No, no. If you think you know what's going on, you are so lying to yourself. Yes. Now, if you get to the end and you think you knew what happened, you might be right. You got maybe a 50-50 chance. There's so much I missed. I have to go back and see this movie several more times. Yeah, it, 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 it definitely will be. It is required, like, additional viewing. That's why I know that when it comes out on um, home video, it will be bought and it will be rewatched. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, th- this, could be, this could be an annual thing. It could be, uh, let's see, what's a really confusing holiday? Uh, you know what? Easter. Never understood it. The, the rabbits, the chocolate, the, the, the corpse on a stick. The guy coming out out of a burrow like a prairie dog, never never got it. Never got. It. I mean, it's basically the first zombie story, I guess. You know, comes back from the grave, but it just seemed like a weird bird holiday. So rather than try to reconcile any of that with um, a Cadbury egg and a showing of Here Comes Peter Cottontail, I think I'm just going to screen this every year at, at Easter. I think it'll go well with ham and pineapple, don't you? I, I, yes, yes, I do. Yes, I do. And another thing, and I, I cannot believe I'm saying this, especially because I am equally as excited about this movie, about this movie as well. But E E A A O, um, really kind of fucked Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Hilariously, yeah. And, and it's this little film compared to this monstrous MCU juggernaut. So it's sort of like, some big bruiser going all right put up your dukes 
And then like a four-year-old kid comes up and kicks him in the shin and he dies. I mean, I'm still excited for Multiverse of Madness. I, can't, I genuinely can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see what Sam Raimi does with the Marvel movie. But I'm like, they're not. Get, it's not going to get this reaction out of me. That was the other film I was really, really looking forward to because I loved WandaVision so much and I kind of wanted to see her story continue. And I, I enjoy Cumberbatch's Doctor Strange. I, I, I liked the first one very much. I thought it was a very smart film. And so I was thrilled by this but now it's just i'm going to be i know i'm going to be sitting there and i will probably enjoy it but there will inevitably come a point where you know i'll slurp on my pepsi and just go yeah you know flying butt plug fight or get the fuck out and i i don't think i'm going to be satisfied and on flying butt plugs i think we should <laughs> it's, it's how we traditionally close the show yes so so seriously, folks, if you can, if you feel safe, go. Just 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 see this movie. Don't look for spoilers. Go in as like we we we, we haven't said much. What we've said, hopefully, especially the hot dogs, a little bit of a tease, hot dogs, but and plugs. Um just just go see this thing. It is a mind enhancing I actually now I want to see it on shrooms or on acid I want to see this movie tripping I know that seems redundant the movie yeah. is tr the movie the movie trips so you don't have to you know that's actually that is actually a very good point yeah everything everywhere all at once the cinematic equivalent of a really good trip there you go all right now if you will excuse me I'm gonna go get a butt plug and everything bagel <laughs> And until later, later.